When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, welcome to a new week and all hail the world champions, our T20 women's side winning the World Cup over South Africa. It's a good way to start a new week where there will be plenty of sport uh, from start to finish. Uh, boy, Australia v India, it's all happening. Uh, rugby league starts on Thursday. Giddy up, giddy up. Greg Alexander, are you excited to kick off the week on this Monday morning? Can't wait, Vossi. Can't wait. Um, plenty of touch footy over the weekend for me. Remember, I made Ooh. the trip out to Dubbo on oh, Saturday yes, morning. Dubbo. That's right, the Dubbo. So that was a, yeah, Dubbo, beautiful. The, the touch footy grounds at Dubbo were sensational. It was, a, it was a great venue to hold the State Cup, the Junior State Cup. So all the ages up until 18 um, played. There was 10,000 people up there. Must have been. Um, fantastic weekend. Not a lot of joy, but for the, uh, for the Manly boys under 16, they got beaten in the semi bowed out in the semi after looking like world beaters through the uh, opening games through Friday, Saturday and then final Sunday won their quarterfinal comfortably then got rolled in a it was a local derby because there's two touch teams on the northern beaches there's Manly there's the Renegades Renegades are based at Rat Park they play their competitions at Rat Park so Renegades got the better of the, the Manly boys I think I saw Steve Menzies' poster. His daughter plays for Beaver. One of the yep. teams. Had, had I, I the spent the weekend. The yes, yes. Yeah. Beaver's Beaver's uh, daughter is in the sixteen girls, and they won the title. Mm. So I was with yeah, Beaver nice. over the weekend. Nice. Mm. Well, just back um, to the now, uh, Bossy, you, the you, World Cup cricket. Uh, that's are they? Well, I mean, it's the first talkback topic. Is that Australia's best side? The T Twenty World Cup. I know we've had success at the Rugby League World Cup last year, but. They don't play the volume of matches that the Australian women's team do. Would would you describe the Australian women's cricket team, in particular shortened form, as our best side, our best export? Yes or no? Well, they'd have to go. They'd have to be. I can't think of any team, any Aussie team that's that's done what they've done. Was it six time, twenty twenty world mm. champions, six in a yep, row? Six like, times. They haven't lost one. I, I wonder how many games they've lost over those six World Cup tournaments. Not many. Um, so you, you could mount an it'd be easy to mount an argument uh, that they are the best Aussie team, the best Aussie export. Uh, Vossi, an incredible win. Uh, Beth Mooney, player of the match. Ash Gardner, player of the series, and that's their sixth 2020 championship win. Incredible stuff. Uh, just while we're on cricket too, and women's cricket. The final of the uh, one-day competition was played. Ah, yes. Tasmania. Yes. What a... Yeah, Tas T Tasmania up against South Australia. Now it was a rain-affected uh, match, so Duckworth, Lewis, and Stern had to intervene, but uh, not by much. There was only a couple of overs, I think, missing out of the game. But coming into the final over of the game, South Australia needed four runs. Off the last over. So four runs of six balls. Four runs of six balls. They had five wickets in hand. 
did South Australia win? The listeners are hanging on the edge of their... No, they didn't. No. Tasmania right. took five wickets in the five last they were all over. Out. That <laughs> was the least out. likely outcome. So they lost five the wickets in the last over. Correct. Wow. Five wickets. Wow. You were uh, watching so, this live. Uh, no, I wasn't. Wasn't watching it live. Wasn't right. watching it live because I was I was in the car driving home from uh, Dubbo. Yep. But have seen it. Yep. Have seen it. The most well, incredible it... finish. Now, if you talk about finishes, five wickets in the last over. Have Have you ever heard of it? Four runs, six no. balls, well. four runs, five wickets in hand. Sarah Coit, the girl that Brandy. bowled the last over for the yes. Tasmanians. She'll join us, Vossi, later in the show. Yeah. On the show, I think we throw it over to the listeners. Uh, do they have any examples of as many wickets falling in the last over of a game? Five wickets. And it's the final. It's not just the, you know, run of the mill. It's the damn final. <laughs> like, talk about chicken bone in the throat. Five wickets in the last over. Anyone got anything similar to throw at us this morning? On the Motorola open line, hello, Moto, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and uh, you can text us, of course, on zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Just on Motorola too. Check out the latest smartphone from Motorola. dot com. dot au. Now, just on the cricket, we learned that Pat Cummins will remain in Sydney and miss the third test against India to be with his seriously ill mother, who is in palliative care. Our thoughts and wishes. Uh, best wishes for Pat Cummins and his family at a very tough time. Uh, Steve Smith will fill in as captain. And really, there's no more to be said on that. I mean, um, no. we now know the full uh, magnitude of what he is dealing with. And I think we just respect um, Pat Cummins' son. In this case, the son. He's a son trying yep. to take care of his mum. And, and that's, where it, that's where it ends on that situation. Now... We get on to NRL. So, you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Three more sleeps. Three more sleeps until it all gets underway. Melbourne v Parramatta. But, if we want a little bit of controversy, just to kick off the week. Uh, f- first of all, not so much controversial, but the NRL and the Players Association, we're told, are closer than ever now to finalise an agreement. They're talking about, Brandy, just get your reaction to it. So, they're talking about um, one of the key points they're just trying to sign off on is the transfer date. So if a player's coming off, let's say a player coming off contract on or available in 2025, as it stands right now, you could sign him up November 1 this year. So November 1, 2023, you could sign a Mm -hmm. player for 2025. The league is looking to push that back to June 30. The following year. So you wouldn't be able to sign the player until June 30, 2024, if I was putting... That's the old one. That's what what we used to have. Yeah. So support? Yes or no? Uh, Yes. So we've had both. We didn't like the the speculation come through the season about what players might do. But I think it's a... I think it's a better system. Now we've had both of them. We've, we, we changed to November 1, and we've had a, a, you know, a stack of players signing for new clubs as they start 
pre-season training for the club that they will remain at for 12 months. Mm. I, you know, what's better? What's better for the clubs? I definitely think June 30 is better for the clubs. Are the players still pushing for, for November 1? The league wants to change. Do, do we know what the reaction from the Players Association is? Because I've, because I've heard them talk about it and I think they're quite happy, the players, with the November 1. Yeah, earlier the better. Yeah, that, that's yeah. right. They are. Um, so it's June a big 30. difference because it, it is a big difference to go from November 1 to June 30. You are talking a full eight months. So mm. that is quite there's, – there's no middle ground here. It's not like, oh, well, okay, we'll go through to April the 1st or just you know, throwing a random date there. No, they jump forward eight months. I, I'm a supporter, but the cynic in me says, what, so players still won't sign with other clubs or agree to terms? You know, like that will still happen. It's just – publicly announce or if clubs don't give you um, consent to talk to another club, you can't do it before June 30 then. That's how it would work? That's how, that's how I, um, yeah, that's how it would work. Fans, throw it over again. The stakeholders in the game, the fans, they're listening to the program right now. Uh, Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, have you say on that one. June 30 or November 1, eight months later, or the system that we have now, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Now everyone loves a, a big poll. The Herald has polled NRL CEOs and chairmen on a range of issues. Uh, let me throw at you um, a few results of uh, questions. Brandon, you say surprised or not surprised? First mm-hmm. one: Should the NRL introduce a pride round? Yes, 18%. No, 82%. Surprised or not surprised? Not surprised. Okay. Next one. Would you consider wearing a Pride jersey at your club? No, 57%. Only if players agreed, 38%. Yes, regardless of players' views, 5%. Surprised? Probably not surprised. Not really surprised. surprised. Yeah. Um, Would uh, would, possibly have thought that players you know receiving the uh the go-ahead from the players wasn't a little higher mm. but you're not surprised 57 percent just said a flat no no we would not consider it uh, and this one where should the nrl grand final be played stay in sydney 52 percent sold to different cities 36 percent so throw it out to 10 to 36 percent think that's the go share between brisbane and sydney 12 percent I, I probably find that the most interesting, the the, the most interesting. Um, surprised or not surprised? You, Brandy? On those uh, yeah, a little surprised. That, that little surprised that thirty six percent said we should throw it open and sell the grand final mm. to the highest bidder. That's that's the surprise Thank number you. in that. So, uh, Vossi, on, on yeah, certainly on that one, I, I would be a, a big supporter of leaving the grand final where it is. Yep. Yeah, so we've introduced a fourth, um, a fourth Queensland team. So four of seventeen. As I said, it's uh, just under twenty-five percent. I've always, uh, I'll stand by this, and I'll throw it out there. And again, listeners, we'll have final say today. We're we're giving you quite a job to do today. I'm happy with one in every four years we are in Queensland, and it's just based on mathematics. But you lock it in, so you know, Brandy, that. You know, like like the Olympic cycle. Um, So let's say the 2025 grand final, the 2029 grand final, the 2033 grand final is going to be in Brisbane. 
mm. and you know that many years out in advance, you can plan whatever. The, I, I would, I would be happy with that. I'm not saying that. You know, if I'm outvoted, that's fine. But I'd be happy with that. Once every four years. You know what? Well, well, we since you've thrown that up, I've been thinking about it quickly. I'm not opposed to that idea. Hmm. That every four years we we held the grand final at Suncorp. Not opposed to it at all. Obviously, though, you are talking sacrifice on um, dollars and cents. I mean, it's simple maths. You get over 80,000 people in Sydney and you get 52,000 at Suncorp. That is quite sacrificing a lot of coin for the league on their biggest day. Um, so that would have to be thrown in. And that's where Queensland would have to stump up a little bit of government, you know, a bit of something, a little bit of something. If they wanted one every four years, yeah, they're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we love the idea, but you're going to have to pay. Uh, now, this one. Talk about throwing a little bit of petrol on the fire. The Roosters roster is now worth at least $1.5 million more than the salary cap, according to an analysis by the Daily Telegraph on what their players would be worth on the open market. The Roosters. The Sombrero, cue the Sombrero jokes. Cue Rabbitohs fans coming out of the woodwork to have their say. Um, but that's the Telegraph. Very interesting piece today you might want to have a look at. $1.5 million more than the salary cap. Surprised or not surprised, Brady? Uh, not surprised. It is subjective. <laughs> not surprised. Here we go. It is subjective. It in, yes, it Lock is it subjective. In. Now that is amazing. Since when we went off air the other day, Herbie Farnworth has signed with the Dolphins for three years, starting next year. Tom Flegler's agreed to a four-year deal. It's two of Brisbane's best young players have signed with the Dolphins before we have a game played this year. That's massive. Well, there we go. So, so Tommy the, Flickler might so be the a, a ten-year Origin player. Uh, absolutely, Flegler is a is a terrific young front rower. Um, that's a big loss. That's a, that's a blow. And and obviously the Roosters were chasing Tom Flegler as well. So he's opted to stay in Queensland, play for the Cross City Rivals, the Dolphins. Vossie, um, quite amazing. Big, big news. It is, it is. June 30. Bring on June 30. Now, Rugby Union, we had Peter Jorgensen on the show on Friday morning. Jorgo's son, Max, making his debut for the Waratahs. Two tries for Max. Try with his first touch of the ball. Uh, Waratahs beaten, though, by the Brumbies, 31-25. We'll run through all the Super Rugby scores. We'll run through plenty of football. brandy has got the football desk ready to go this morning. He's got news out of Scotland. Ange Postacoglu has got another trophy to put on the uh, mantelpiece. We'll cover all the EPL. We'll have Andy Pascalides on the show later this morning. Uh, David Riccio from the Daily Telegraph to cover all that rugby league news. Michelle Bishop with the sports updates. Uh, sports bet Sarah Coit from the Tasmanian uh, cricket side, as Brandy said earlier. So the biggest guest of all is you. And we've got a lot of topics here to talk about. So let's rip in. Let's ramp it up. Monday morning. NRL is back later this week. Anything you want to say, Lock in a prediction, if you will. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text 0457 736 736. Broadcasting right across the SEN network. Yes, breakfast with Vossi and Brandy out of the uh, studios in Sydney, 1170am in Sydney. Don't forget, if you miss any of the program, we've had a lot of people talk about the interview we did last week with Bill Knowles. Uh, if you'd like to uh, download that, you can. Uh, 
Just search for Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on your favourite podcast platform and click subscribe so you never miss a thing. If you're tuning in belatedly right now, how are you doing? How has your day been? Uh, Brandy, can you just, just before we rip into the text, and there's seven billion there, uh, can you unpack the football desk right now? Can you unfold the Bunnings cardboard uh, card table there that you have? What have you got? Uh, I can, Vossie, because there was a Premier League match on this morning, Tottenham and Chelsea. Tottenham beat Chelsea 2-0, so continues the woes of Chelsea, who sit mid-table, um, right right smack in the middle, 10th spot, Chelsea. Uh, but there was the League Cup final on this morning. So Manchester United, Newcastle doing battle. It's called the Carabao Cup. Uh, if you're wondering what Carabao is, it's a Thailand energy drink. Um, You've done your research. Yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, League <laughs> Cup, uh, Manchester United winning their first major trophy since 2017, have beaten Newcastle 2-0. Had a look at how long it was uh, since Newcastle had had a win or any major silverware. 1955, FA Cup, 55. 1955? Yes. No, that can't be right. Really? Yes. Unless my, Unless I'm reading wrong, 1955 was the last time Newcastle won any silverware. That's a long time, isn't it? So I was... I, and I looked at that before the game yesterday, and, and I thought, well, I'd love to see Newcastle win, but they didn't. So Eric Van Targ, the manager, the new manager for Manchester United, has uh, won his first bit of silverware, 2-0. Well, it's something we'll throw at Andy Pascalides later on. We love talking football with Andy. Always good to have him on the program. But Graham Potter at Chelsea, I mean, talk about dead man walking. Yep. If they if can't finish higher than 10th. Uh, let's go straight to the text now. 0457736736. But if you want to say, hello, Moto, uh, you can do that too. 1300 Is she there, Mark? Mark hello, on the Moto. Yeah, there we go. I think we should make something this morning. By the way, Dan, Lieutenant Dan still has the, uh, has the pox. He's got the uh, COVID. So he's uh, on the sidelines, just sweeping through the support staff of the breakfast program. Charlie's back looking fit. Uh, as I said, his skull looks mm. a little sh- smaller than when he went away. But anyway, tests will be ongoing. Now, the first text, can any correlation be drawn in the Aussie girls winning the World Cup and not a single sweep shot played and the men's team sweeping like a Romanian curling team and getting flogged? <laughs> Hang up the broom boys. There's a first observation. Uh, uh, with the success, with the positive of the women's cricket team comes the negative for the men's team. And that's... Uh, that uh, that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There yeah, probably no sweeping, no sweeping from the girls. Uh, morning, gents. That Aussie women's cricket team would be one of the best teams in the world, says Jeremy. Hard to argue. Yeah, I, like if someone can think of some 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 team that's going better than our Aussie mm. girl cricketers, throw it up. Uh, good morning, Andrew and Greg. Greg, can you please get in touch with the BP Servo regarding payment for your tank of fuel and the two hot dogs on Sunday morning? Uh, regards head office. That's BP head office on the trip home from Dubbo. I've turned over a new leaf. Where was that? Where was that? I'm Somewhere a changed man. Was it? Uh, okay. No, I filled up here and one tank got me home, Did there you? and back. Yeah, filled All up. Right. Filled up Sydney side and um, just pushed it to the limit, running on red towards the, the back end of the trip, but... Made it. Where, where, where'd you eat in Dubbo? Did you find like a traditional Chinese restaurant out at Dubbo? Was there somewhere like that that you could eat? Or what did you eat? Just no. No, Saturday night. No. Uh, Saturday night had McDonald's. Pizza. McDonald's, yeah, that's yeah. you. Yeah. That's you. You are just one <laughs> lazy traveller. I've experienced it with you, Brandy. 
What was that trip we did to the Dolphins game? We had, did we yes. have KFC for lunch and then we had KFC for dinner. We backed up. We Correct. did a double city we just before changed, and after the game. We just changed KFC. We just changed the shops. We made sure we Shop, didn't get yeah, back to the same KFC. KFC. <laughs> Uh, morning, Vossie and Brandy. I'm a traditionalist and don't want the grand final to move, but I could tolerate your suggestion, Vossie. Go to the Panthers. Cheer the big G. See, so I'm with you, talking... big G. Mm. I, I'm with big G here because I, I, when when you when we first started talking about it, I was surprised. Yep, a little surprised by the numbers, but um, I'm, I'm a traditionalist and we have always held the grand final here. Um, so, But the idea of moving it with four Queensland teams... In the NRL now, moving it once every four years is—it's got yeah. some merit. The rugby league world is small. We we have to concede that. So you know, Queensland is a big part of the rugby league world, if not the second biggest outside of New South Wales. So one in four is is acknowledgement of that. Um, did Dan get the monkeypox from Charlie? That's an interesting question. No, I don't. I think there was a bit of a space in between that. <laughs> Monkey box, COVID. I think no. Or Doctor Alexander, can I just? What's your thoughts there? Because none of us uh, got. I, I saw them in close quarters quite often before Charlie bowed out. So it could have been. But yeah. But the, the problem with it is that uh, mm. Dan, the symptoms that Dan is uh, experiencing now, obviously, which I don't know what they are, but they came way later. That's a week later. So. Yeah, they're in close right. quarters a lot, but anyway, be careful, folks. Mask up, um, because Charlie and Dan, you know. Uh, and this one, just before we get a joke from Jay, Clint Eastwood still has some pull up in Inbredland. Is a lovely yeah. text to get. And hello to all our Queensland listeners uh, for the first hour, waiting for Patton Hills to start. That's a very high quality text there. Uh, so, joke of the day. Jay's been under a bit of pressure. He's probably feeling a little bit like Graham Potter at Chelsea at the moment, um, but he's back to start a week, and, and I've got great faith that this will be a cracking start to the week. <laughs> Jay, um, all the best. I stand with you. Yeah, I was at home yesterday, and immediately after I got off the couch, our big wall clock fell off the wall and landed exactly where I was sitting. I told Lynn about it, telling her I was just seconds from death. Lynn said that useless clock always runs slow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> a bit get dark. Very, get bit very dark personal now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lynn, at, at Dimmicks at Rouse here, you might want to go and uh, quiz her on that one. Thank you. Uh, time for the news. Vanessa, thank you. We're here thanks to Bryden's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's lawyers. Mark, hit it. Hello, Moto. Affordable to premium smartphones, visit motorola.com.au. The Motorola open line is 1300 011170 or text on 0457 736 736. Can I also do that, Mark? Can you hit it again, please? It just... Hello, Moto. Yeah. Um, if you want to call the line, it is 1300 011170. We will have our underworks pull up your socks moment. If you've got a nomination, for who should pull up their socks from the weekend, um, bring it on. Have a crack. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Do we have some underwork socks just mm. to give away to if someone wants to call in? Maybe maybe just throw up. Yeah, I think we could dig up some oh, underwork we socks. Could we yeah. could do that. Brandy nicked all mine that were delivered uh, to the station. But anyway, uh, Jim of Campbelltown is there to open the batting this morning or come off the long run with the new ball. Uh, Jim, batting or bowling, what would you like to do? Um, well, I'll bowl because I might be tempted to sweep. 
So uh, ah, I'll no, just take uh, the ball today, mate. Is that okay? okay? Good, you can, rock. Jimmy. Yes. F- fire yeah, up. That's a, sorry, that was a uh, guys, I seen something really rare the other day. You're talking about strange things. I seen a voluntary tackle in a rugby league game, um, a Super League game. Uh, Leeds and Hull. Uh, Leeds player knocked it back. A uh, Hull player just dived on the ball. The Leeds player hovered over him, never touched him. The touch judge and the referees asking him to get up. He got up and he played the ball, and he wasn't tackled. Now, we've seen that a few times here in the NRL. I'm just waiting for it to happen here. So they're real it's, penalty. It's, it's a matter point. They went penalty. Pardon? It was Did a they penalty, go penalty because it was a penalty. Yeah, oh, penalty. fantastic. Well, they, well that's, just, that's round of well, applause it's... stuff, that. Because it is, Absolutely. we spoke to Jared Maxwell last week, and we we asked that question, Jim. I don't know if you heard him talk. We said, "Is the voluntary tackle still part of the the rule book?" And he said, "Yes, it is." And I said, "Well, well, there, there, surely there's been some situations where it could have been used." But Randy, how many case. times have we seen a player dive to the ground, yeah. right? Or mm. even even with a shepherd or an obstruction, they stop and, and they go to the ground. First of all, it's a penalty for an obstruction. Secondly, it's a penalty for a voluntary tackle. It doesn't make any sense. You know, if, mm. if you've got the ball and you obstruct, you cause an obstruction, you lose possession, that's your own bloody fault. You know, yeah. how do you know respect yeah. to the ball? Yeah, but, he, but if, he hit, if he falls to the ground, I guess if no one touches him and then he gets up to play the ball, that's the, they'll get the penalty anyway. But I, I know what you're yeah. saying, Jim, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I, that's what happened the other day. He, no one touched him. He just, the player mm. hovered over him. And he just got up and he played the ball. You know, and, and I mean, it's reason... going to happen here one day. When it does, all hell's going to break loose, I'm afraid. Jim, Jim, was the reason he hit the ground, the player, was was, was the reason he went to ground because of an obstruction? He just threw himself on no. the ground? Or was there no, another no, was reason? Back. No. It, oh, it was a kickoff. He the dived on player it. knocked the ball back and he just dived on the ball. That's all he did. Right. You know, Jim, well that's spotted, all he did. Mate. And he just wide on the ground. Did nothing. Well spotted. So, anyway. Well Thank spotted. You. I mean, you talk about your things again under the craw. The, the, the voluntary tackle still irks fans. And Jim uh, opening the bowling today. That was very, very good delivery. On the Super League too, Brandy, St. Helens have gone back. Uh, some of them travelling 55 hours to get home. And they've beaten Castleford this morning in their opening Super League game of the season, 24-6. Alex Wormsley front rower, two tries and man of the match. Mm, so player. great start as they go in quest of a incredible fifth straight Premiership, fifth straight yeah, title. Uh, Ellen's off and running. Uh, got to go to this one. The reptile says Shaggers. Jay's joke was that bad. It gave me a bowler. And uh, the next text is a uh, best part of Jay's joke is the reptile's critique. Ramp it oh, up. That's that's um, that's uh, reptile's got a burner account. Obviously, uh, this one. Mark says about grand finals. I know you can't predict who makes a grand final from year to year, but what? If it turns out Brisbane play the Dolphins or Cowboys at Homebush on the third year and on the fourth year Roosters play South at Suncorp, I just don't think that's good enough. Uh, the grand final should stay in Sydney. Well, no, it's an event. It's an event. It's sold as an event. I mean, yeah. the reverse of, you know, so what? What if, if the Dolphins play Brisbane three grand finals in a row and all of them are in Sydney? Well, so be it. The mm. grand final um, is bigger than just the rugby league. It's an event. So, uh, anyway, but but I, again, you know, if the majority, if we put it out there to a poll and the majority said, no, let's keep it in Sydney all time, well, then I'm, I'm fine with that as well. I'm fine with that. I don't, I, I, I can't say I'm a fan of the sold to different cities. So 36% of those polled in the um, Sydney Morning Herald of the CEOs and chairman said sold to different cities. 
Oh, that could be... Anywhere. Uh, well, does that mean it could be Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Perth? Could it be outside of New South Wales and Queensland year after year? I don't, like, could that happen? Because I certainly don't want that to happen. No, I don't want that to happen. Uh, let's have we have we got the poll going? Let's get a poll, poll up and running. Yeah, can we stick a big poll? And up? the poll the poll needs to be the Ben's poll needs thumbs to be up. And and all those those three options about selling it. Yeah. About yeah. keeping it in Sydney or about having it once every four years in Brisbane. Yeah. All right. So we'll do. We'll see there, if there the three figures. Fifty-two percent of the CEOs slash chairman said stay in Sydney. Sold to different cities, 36%. Share between Brisbane and Sydney, 12%. So we'll see if the fans' uh, opinion reflects that of the chairman and the CEOs. Very good thinking, Brady. Let's do a little comparison uh, there. Mm. This one, I'd be happy to take NRL Grand Final to Wentworth Park, traditionalist. Andy B wants it at Wentworth Park. Right. Halftime entertainment okay. would be easy, wouldn't it? We'd just have Greyhound racing. That'd be easy. Yeah. But, yeah, no stadium there. I'm happy to give uh, Queensland the grand final every time we have a pandemic, says Magpie Swanee. <laughs> it's good. It's good, Sol- too. Solid. There's the bird flu. Listeners listen. See, see, someone's oh. picked up bird flu in some yeah. country, somewhere in Asia. Bit of bird flu going around. So we're broadcasting at the moment through 6.93am in Brisbane, 16.20am Gold Coast, and the SEN Track Regional uh, Network through Queensland. And they're... Enjoying some of these texts very much so. Uh, this one, uh, Tyrone, can a provision be made that if two Queensland teams make the grand final, it moves to Suncorp? Well, th- th- that would be the week off. How can we do that? How could you... No. Th- we'd have to change on the Sunday night before the grand final if suddenly the realisation that two Queensland teams made it. You know, that's mm. not, not going to work. But anyway, thank you for if the... throwing that at us. Yeah, if the capacity is the biggest factor holding back from having grand final at Suncorp, could you just not change, um, charge more per match for the ticket? I, for one, would be happy to pay 50 or $100 more on a ticket to be able to catch a train to and from a game versus paying for flights and accommodation in Sydney. I'm sure many yeah. Queenslanders would agree on that. Yeah, there we go. Up that's, the that's price to cover the, the missing 30000 yeah. or 25000 Later I'm on sure the Queensland. Have... I'm sure there'd be plenty of Queenslanders not happy with that too. No, no, that's true. That's true. Uh, later on in the show, we'll have our segment things that make you go. Mm, I've got a beauty for you with a state election just around the corner. Um, a local candidate that uh, I've come across. It's an absolute beauty. Uh, but if you've got an Underworks uh, pull up your socks nomination, uh, fire it in now on the text zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Someone. Or some team, something from the weekend uh, for Underworks who has to pull up their socks. All day socks by Underworks pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. Go to the text now, 0457 736 736. And Michelle Bishop, not too far away uh, for Anytime Fitness with the first sports update of the day. Vossie and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.